Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome again to Faith on Fire. I'm Pastor Vince Haney from Rama Word of Faith, the Word Church. And I'm Keisha Haney from Rama Word of Faith, the Word Church. Again, the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. Scripture also says that we walk by faith and not by sight, and that the just shall live by faith. And again, faith in God is confidence in God's Word, uh, acting on His Word, trusting in it, and uh, having confidence in what God says. And not just being a hearer of his word only, but a doer. That's actually where the rubber meets the road. So I want to talk about today is discipleship, what that means. And again, I always uh, let people know how sin entered the world. It entered through one man. Scripture says in Romans 5, death, sin entered through one man, Adam. And the free gift of righteousness came uh, on the account of Jesus's uh, obedience and he was made a sin sacrifice uh, for all of humanity. And, and people are sinners because they were born. People be, be, can become the righteousness by being born again. And with that said, I let people know once you receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. And again, that's how you get saved. It's really simple. You don't have to be at a church service. You can get born again, saved in your own home. The Bible says in Romans 10, uh, with the heart one believes and with the mouth confession is made. And if that you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, if you believe God sent him, he died and God raised him from the dead. If you believe that and speak that upon your confession of faith, you speak that you're saved and you've got to believe that. That's how you get saved. And now here's the other part. People don't talk about that. They leave you right there just getting saved. And then they might tell you follow up with baptism. And again, I believe that's not being sprinkled with water because the Bible says Jesus left us an example that we should follow. Okay, Jesus got baptized, submerged in water. And the scripture says uh, after he came up, the heavens opened up and declared, this is my beloved son, son in who I'm well pleased. So Jesus got water baptized, John water baptized, submerged people. So I believe that's the example, the pattern for getting baptized. But then we don't stop there because sometimes we like to stop short, Sister Keisha. We like to stop right there. But then it's the next part that a lot of people miss out on. And that's the part of being disciple, mm -hmm. being disciple. And you're like, what's disciple mean? Well, well, we get the word disciplined out of it. And another term for disciple, disciple is student, mm -hmm. pupil. So now you have to now learn the ways of the kingdom. Jesus said in Mark chapter one, verse 14, uh, the time has come, repent and believe the gospel. That's the gospel of the kingdom of God, the good news. So now you got to start getting your mind renewed or programmed to the gospel, the gospel of grace, the gospel of the kingdom, and find out what was God's, what's God's original intent for mankind. And Jesus said in John 10, 10, I came, he said, the thief cometh, but the steal, kill, and destroy, referencing the devil, Satan. And he said, but I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. And the only way that we're going to have life and life more abundantly is to understand that we're in the God class. 
And now we got to think and act like God. And Jesus was the sample son. He gave us an example. He's the pattern through which we follow. So he tells us, you know, he said, go make disciples, go make students, pupils, and teach them about the kingdom. He said in Matthew 11, come learn of me. And Jesus represents the kingdom of God. Isaiah prophesied about it. Until it's a son to give, a child is given, a son is born. And the increase of his kingdom or his government, there shall be no end. So Jesus came talking about the kingdom of God, but we have to, our minds have to be renewed. We have to be reprogrammed from this old world system and reprogram and to have the mind of Christ, which is a kingdom system. And I always think about this. If one nation come and overthrow another nation or occupy that nation, the first thing that occupying nation is going to do is teach the inhabitants their ways, how they do things. They're going to teach them their language, their customs, and everything. So we learn the culture of the customs of the kingdom, the one that Jesus said he came preaching. So again, after receiving Jesus as Lord and Savior, bowing down to the king, remember, every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And then you get water baptized, submerged in water. And some say in the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, I like to get baptized in the name of Jesus. So anyway, that's my preface because scripture says, and all you do, do in his name. So I get baptized in the name of Jesus and I baptize in the name of Jesus. But also I, fo- I know the follow up is getting discipled. And, and, and here's the, the, the scripture for getting discipled. It's found, Paul talked about it and God gave him a revelation concerning this in Romans chapter 12. And I'm going to pick it up at verse one. And I'm reading right now from the NIV, the New International Version. It says, therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies or yourselves a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Another translation said this is your reasonable reasonable service. And do not be conformed no longer to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Again, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may be able to prove what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So as you're continuing not to be programmed to this world, conformed to this world any longer, but you're allowing yourself now by the word of God to renew you. God's word is going to renew your mind as you feed on it. You're now being discipled. You're now a student. You've been born again. You know nothing. So now God has to feed you the word. And as you get fed that word, Sister Keisha, you're going to start growing up spiritually. Mm-hmm. And that's a continuum. You don't stop. You never max out. And the word of God is forever giving birth to new facets of revelation. And that's where God wants to take us from information to revelation. And he gave us the pattern to do that over in Joshua and Psalms 1. He talks about meditating on the word day and night. Mm-hmm. That As you're meditating on God's word, which is seed, that seed starts to grow. As you're meditating on it, it starts. You st- you're watering it. You're nourishing it. It starts to grow, and it starts to reveal to you the deep things. Mm-hmm. And, and, and meditation brings revelation. Revelation is a, a higher degree of understanding. And that meditation is an accelerated, gives you an it's a s- accelerated way to transform your thinking. Mm-hmm. It, it causes a permanent changes in your thinking at an accelerated rate. Mm-hmm. And that's what God wants to do to us. Remember, because we've, we've been redeemed. So now we got to play catch up. 
So as we spend that time with God, meditating and studying his word, feeding on his word, we're being discipled. We're being transformed by the renewing of our mind. Remember when we get born again, we get a new spirit. Mm-hmm. But what you don't get is a new mind. And we know that that, that unrenewed mind wars against that new spirit. Right. So now you got to keep feeding that spirit the truth of God's word and meditating on it. And it'll start transforming your thinking, mm-hmm. that mind area. And that's where a lot of Christians miss it at. They don't get that. Mm-hmm. They just want to go to church and have a Sunday entertainment service, but they don't want to learn anything. Mm-hmm. And we was talking this morning on our way here to the studio about how Jesus always taught. He taught people. He taught them things about the kingdom of God. He dropped wisdom on them constantly, mm-hmm. wisdom from heaven. And he was teaching the ones that were hungry. Remember Matthew five, he says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. He wants to fill you with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, which it says in Colossians chapter one. Mm-hmm. Well, I believe that discipleship is um, hard. It's a hard transformation for any individual, because when you say that discipleship means that I have to be a student or that I have to be disciplined then when you say that to to an individual, then they automatically the flesh automatically reject because the spirit is willing, Mm -hmm. but the flesh wants to reject that part. Mm -hmm. But the spirit really. So now that's what the Bible talk about. The spirit and the flesh warring against each other. So now what do you have to do in a case like that? Biblically and scripturally crucify your flesh. Right. So you got to make your flesh say, no, you ain't going to have your way. I walk in the spirit. I don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Jesus said, man should not live by bread alone, but every word. So now I got to re- recall some things Jesus said and, uh, and be obedient to that now. So again, like you said, the flesh initially, oh no, you don't want to be discipled. You don't definitely don't want to get crucified. So it wants to stay conformed to its ways. It wants to stay in, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, complacency. What's familiar. Right. And Jesus always in the word of God. Well, Jesus is the word of God. He always stretches you. Takes you from faith to faith to glory to glory. He takes you. Remember Peter. Say, Jesus, is that you walking on the water? Jesus said, yeah. He said, well, bid me to come. Mm-hmm. You say, come on. Well, everybody else in the boat, they didn't get out. And they told, they convinced Peter, you may not, you shouldn't get out because that's a ghost. That's not Jesus. Mm-hmm. So Peter got out and he walked on the water. Mm-hmm. And again, Jesus did a lot of things as he had his earthly ministry. But he didn't start doing those things until he was like 30. Mm-hmm. Previous to that, he was learning about who he was. Remember, at 12, he was found in the temple right. studying, learning, and, and teaching, and revelating. Well, as I was going to say, I think that people, individuals, just people in general, don't realize that if they can transform the way they think, they'll be able to transform their whole life. And they'll start making some changes in their lives because their thinking will be different, their way of thinking. They'll be thinking the way God thinks, especially believers will start thinking the way that God thinks. God thinks. So every situation or circumstance that they come up against, then they'll start looking at their the word of God and saying, okay, I'm going to apply this to, to this particular situation or this to this circumstance. And that's what God wants you to do. Right. Now you're proving, like he said in the scripture, that good and perfect and acceptable, acceptable will of God. Right. And, and, and it's going to get proved in you. 
You're going to go through something the way God told you to go through it. Remember, he said, count it all joy when you go through various trials and tribulations and, and knowing that it's, it's just your faith being tested. Mm -hmm. What you're standing on, which is the word of God, is being tested. But he said, I, I promise you, I'm, I'm going to bring you out. Mm -hmm. I'm always cause you to triumph. I'm always give you the victory. So now that's what. The, and again, that's another part of being disciple. You got to understand the purpose of the Holy Spirit because he's here. He lives in you. And the scripture said the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives inside of you. And it gives you life to your mortal body through him who dwells in you. So he's the tutor. He's the teacher. He's the one that's going to unravel the mysteries of the word of the kingdom, the word of God, and give you understanding. So now you got to always, you got to learn, you got to be a disciple to learn to rely on the Holy Spirit again and not just your unrenewed mind. Because right. the Holy Spirit, he's always going to agree with the word of God. Mm -hmm. But again, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. If you're never being taught about the purpose of the Holy Spirit or you had a distorted teaching or perverted teaching about the Holy Spirit, then you'll be having stinking thinking again. Now you're falling into religious thinking. And Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have more money. I didn't. I came to set captives free. And that's what the Holy Spirit is. So you got to rely on the Holy Spirit as you're being discipled because he's your comforter. He's the one that's going to strengthen you with all might. He's going to lead and guide you into all truth. He's going to give you perfect knowledge of every situation and every circumstance you come up against. So now you got to realize, okay, I'm a new creation. I'm something that I never was before. I have God's spirit living on the inside of me. It's that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. So now I got to be mindful of these things and I got to start speaking in line with that too. Well, I believe that some people don't know what it means to be discipled. And I think the first part of a, uh, especially a new believer being discipled is to get into a good Bible based church so that mm -hmm. they can be discipled. They can be taught. I'm for that. And, and you know, second is to, get a Bible that they can read that they can understand that. And although yes, the Holy spirit will give them understanding, but they're not uh, mature enough in Christ yet to, to really rely on the Holy spirit. So they need to get uh, some reading material that they will be able to understand. And then the spirit will speak to them through that. And they're being discipled that way. I would say a third way in being discipled is just being in fellowship in right fellowship with other believers so that they can get empowered and uplifted and encouraged in the word. So always staying connected is a good way to be discipled as well. Not staying connected to so where it's like cultish, but staying connected to where they are really receiving um, an intimate relationship, not only with Jesus Christ, but with their fellow believers that they well, are in. And a it's like you're saying, you know, being discipled, First step is get in a good Bible-based ministry. That's key, I mean, a good Bible-based ministry. And mm -hmm. you got to ask God, I always tell people, ask God to lead you where he wants you. Don't just go where you want to go because your friends are there, blah, blah, blah. Ask God because he may have your spiritual development over here. Ask him where he wants you to go. And then also as you start studying on your own time, Scripture says study to show yourself approved, a workman who need not be Ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So you got to do your own study. You got to be hungry and thirsty. And then God will show you in his word through his Holy Spirit what real righteous fruit look like. Mm -hmm. So now you're not deceived. You're not getting caught up in a cult. And there's lots of cultic churches here in, in this area, in Chico specifically. So you'll know what real fruit is and fake fruit. You'll know what wheat is as uh, 
or tears. You'll you'll have, be able to discern which one is which. And then you want to partner or fellowship or be discipled by somebody who's producing real fruit. You don't want ain't nothing like fake fruit. So now you got to, as you're studying the word, God's going to give you that wisdom and revelation. He's going to increase you as you start meditating. Because here's the thing about God. He's committed to your growth, your spiritual growth. He's committed to your success. So he's, Jesus said this, uh, again, he came that we may have life and have it more abundantly. But he said, beware of false prophets, wolves in sheep's clothing. So you got to understand there's some congregations out here are not biblically based. They're not kingdom minded. They're preaching religion. They're preaching their denomination. They're preaching out of their own wisdom. They're not preaching the gospel. They're not preaching grace. They're preaching legalism and all this other stuff. So, and again, if you're part of a church and you're still in bondage and you're not going anywhere, speaking to someone yesterday, she was just telling me, you know, this person was telling me they're part of a congregation and, and, and the pastor is not even on fire. He doesn't even like to pray for people after service. I was like, wow, people come up for serving the pastor. No, I pray for you when I get home. Well, what type of leadership is that? <laughs> you got her like, and she's like, I'm, I'm on fire. I want to, you know, God showed up in my life and he did a miraculous work. And I always want people, I want to, scripture said, freely you receive, freely give. I want to go give this anointing back out. I want to minister mm-hmm. this anointing. And where she's worshiping at, she's going there because a friend invited her. But they're stunting her spiritual growth because you're only going to go as far as your leadership. Mm-hmm. That's why Jesus said uh, a student is not above his teacher. Mm-hmm. You're never, never going to go above your teacher, whoever your pastor, apostle, evangelist, prophet is. So you have to get somebody who are demonstrating, producing fruit towards righteousness. And as you study the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, as you start meditating, God's going to reveal stuff to you because you're in his family now. And he wants you to have understanding. Mm-hmm. He wants to reveal the mysteries of the kingdom to you. That's why it's called revelation. That's his desire. He don't who what parent don't want their child know any of the family uh, business. Right. Jesus said, wouldn't you know I'd be about my father's business. So God wants us to grow up. He understands when we first get born again, we're babies. Mm-hmm. That's why he tells us to be transformed by doing our mind, get discipled. Because eventually, as you're being discipled, you're going to grow up. Scripture talking about the Ephesians four, grow up into the Lord Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and Scripture says he's the head of all principality. He's the head of the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. We're the extremities of the body of Christ. We're the hands and the feet and the uh, abdomen. But Jesus is the head of the body of Christ. So God really, and I know the other churches ain't going to tell you this. God really wants you to grow up and and be like Jesus. Mm -hmm. Not Jesus, but like Jesus, because you're a part of his body. The scripture says that we're heirs with God and joint heirs with Christ. Ooh, Mm -hmm. joint. Remember the head bone connected to the, yeah, we're joint heirs with, with Christ Jesus. So now, and the scriptures also says in Ephesians, let this mind be in you. Uh Oh, that's a renewed mind Mm -hmm. that was also in Christ Jesus who thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Mm -hmm. So you got to realize I'm in the God class now that I'm saved. I'm born again. Mm -hmm. I'm a child of the most high God. I'm royalty. I'm righteous. Mm -hmm. And and you got to understand and you got to start walking in that. And and they got to realize that you are a chosen generation. So you by you being chosen and even as you growing up in your discipleship. 
that growing up and that maturity level is for you to go out and also it's like reach one, teach one. That, you know, that's what they say in, in the in the world, per se, is that when you when you are reached, then you're going to reach someone else. So it's that maturity level when you get in discipled is not just for you to be mature, but it's for you to be trained up and sent out so that you can do the work of ministry, whatever God has called you to do. If he's called you, maybe he's called you to be the apostle, the, a pastor, an evangelist, a, a, a teacher, or, um, you know, a prophet. Whatever work that he's called you to, then he's going to get you, you have to get trained and discipled. A good leader leads also desire to be led by someone else. A good leader is always led by someone else. Just like Jesus Christ, he had a leader. John the Baptist was his leader, per se. He led the way before Jesus came. So he he made way for that. So we always have, there's always got to be someone that you are looking up to for your growth. I don't I don't care who you are. You We all need somebody. Well, because we we're all, all part need of someone. the body. And right. if I'm looking at your body. Every part helps the other part. Every part does its share. And right. as you was just referencing of the fivefold ministry, I had already turned to Ephesians five and uh, Ephesians four, I believe eleven. Ephesians four eleven reads, uh, "And he gave some to be apostles, God gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers." Again, our ministry we're pastors and teachers. So mm-hmm. again, people who are born again, born into the world, kids need to be taught. So okay, he said to to be prepared for God's work or service. And, and I always say that to equip the saints, the other scriptures, the New King James says, to equip the saints for the ministry of work. I believe that's to equip you for your purpose, your mm-hmm. assignment on earth. Right. Uh, so that the body of Christ may be built up. Again, again, the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, Jesus, and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. He wants us to start looking like Christ. Look, mm-hmm. that we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by every wave. So God wants us to grow up. And growing up means you've been discipled properly. Right. Growing up to look like Christ. So again, if you're in a church that don't believe on land of hands, don't believe in the power of words, uh, don't believe in the kingdom, don't believe that God wants to prosper you, not just financially, spiritually, mentally, physically, financially, and, and socially. That's what Mm -hmm. prosperity means. That's what the blessed life means. And and he's blessed us with all spiritual blessings. And the scripture says in Galatians that uh, if we be Christ, we be Abraham's seeds, heirs according to the uh, the promise. The same way he blessed Abraham, God wants to bless us. And he said we're to be the head and not the tail. The lenders are not the borrowers. Mm -hmm. The blessed coming in, the blessed going out. So you got to start having a kingdom mindset. You got to have the mind of Christ. And then God said over in Elijah, Elijah. Isaiah 55, uh, my thoughts and my ways are not your ways. Mm -hmm. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts and my ways higher than yours. So as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways and my thoughts higher than your ways. So God wants us to come up to thinking like him. And he he talked about his word, not returning void. And over in Thessalonians, it says his word works effectively in those who believe. So we got to be transformed by the renewing of my mind. But what's going to renew our minds is the word of God. That's what's going to renew our minds. As we feed on this word of God, as we allow ourselves to be discipled. Now, again, with being discipled, you got to be mindful 
not to get offended. Because mm-hmm. if we keep reading that scripture in Ephesians, it, as you keep reading, he talks about speaking the truth in love that we may grow up. See, as you're speaking the truth in love, that's going to allow you to grow up and you're not going to get offended when some correction happens and, and being discipled and growing up, even as a child, you had to correct your child in order for him to get or her to get some act right. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be some correction. So you can't get offended when the, the rod of correction, so to speak, is being ministered towards you from the word of God. Cause the word of God is also called a two edged sword. Mm-hmm. Scripture said it cuts. So when that word starts cutting, you don't get offended. Just do what it says in James Receive with meekness, teachableness, the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. Because mm-hmm. that's what that word is going to do. It's going to strengthen you with all might, according to his glorious power. It's going to disciple you. It's going to transform you by the renewing of your mind. It's, it's, it's going to make you victorious. So, again, we want to urge people, you know, get in a good Bible-based church if you're born again. You know, get baptized in the name of Jesus. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, name of Jesus. Get born again and get disciple, you know, learn what discipleship means. Learn what, what it is. Again, we're a Bible teaching ministry. We want to teach our desires to teach people uh, the kingdom culture, the ways uh, of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And it's outlined in, in the words, specifically the New Testament. Mm-hmm. And again, God wants us to fulfill our highest calling and change Amen. this world through Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And again, that's our mission at, at Raymond Word of Faith Empowerment Ministries, the Word Church. We, we want to grow people up, man, so we can be a blessing to our community, you know, in, in, in every area. You know, if people are sick, man, we can speak a blessing over them. We can, we, when we pray prayers, we know we're going to get answered prayers because we, 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 we were taught to pray in line with, with thy kingdom come, mm-hmm. thy will be done here mm-hmm. on earth as it is in heaven. The disciples, Jesus' disciples say, uh, Lord, teach us how to pray. Mm-hmm. Teach us. That tell me they didn't know. Mm-hmm. So we got to learn how to pray. You can't just pray anything up and, and hope it'll stick. There, there's six different type of prayers. Can you recall them? Um, I know. Prayer of faith. And petition. Prayer of agreement. Prayer of praise and worship. Consecration and dedication. And the prayer of thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Was that all six of them? There's at least six of them. Six different prayers. And they can be intermixed, but you got to know how to pray the will of God, the word of God. Because that's the only, and as you're getting disciples, you'll learn that's what God he watches over his word. So when he hears his word going forth, even angels. Oh, that's another thing about being a disciple. You got to start understanding. You got angels now that work on your mm-hmm. behalf. And again, Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. You got to be in an environment to hear what thus said the Lord. You got to be in a Bible teaching ministry and find out. Well, we're out of time, but we're definitely not out of word or faith. And we want to remind you as you go through this week, keep walking. By faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. 
Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.